This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to Around the Dial, your one-stop shop for sports talk's best moments every day. Here's your host, CBS Sports Radio's Damon Amendolara. Welcome inside Around the Dial, the best in your sports talk. For Thursday, May the 9th, I'm your host, D.A., and an absolutely enormous seismic night in the NBA playoffs. We begin in the Eastern Conference, where the preseason favorites to reach the NBA Finals out of the East are already gone, going out with a whimper last night in Milwaukee. The Boston Celtics, who arguably had the most talented team this side of the Golden State Warriors, Fallen four straight, five overall in the second round of the Bucks, and didn't put up any fight last night. Kyrie Irving has been the center of the controversy about why this whole thing didn't work and how it went so south so quickly this season for the Celtics. The pitchforks are out in Boston for Kyrie. Here's Mutt Callahan and Wiggy on WEEI in Boston. Those guys did not like playing with Kyrie Irving. They, I'm not going to say they quit on him because they were still, you know, out there trying to that kind of. What did Kyrie, hold on, 617-779-793-7, the phone What did he do? Quitting is when you do a Kawhi Leonard did. Well, that's not even playing. He didn't play. quitting on your team. Okay, if you play, but you don't play hard and you do really dumb things like launching up. That's Lunch. quitting. Yeah, that's not playing. That's not dressing for the game. This is dressing, going out there, going through the motions. You're still uh, playing high. So I you quit. disagree with uh, Charles Barkley, uh, Chris Webber, uh, uh, Shaq, uh, Grant Hill. But they never said Charles Barkley and Shaq and uh, Chris Webber never said that he quit on his team. He's t- Yes, he took a bunch. He's going through the motions. He's on vacation. He took a bunch of they bad. Showed, no, he said get they ready. They're Cancun. going on vacation. They literally showed the beach at Cancun yes. and said this is where these guys Yes, he. He said going. they are going to vacation. Come he, on, vacation! He didn't quit on his team. What he did was he said, I'm hawking up a bunch of shots because yes. you're shots. But that's quitting, though. That's, that's not, not making the best quitting. effort. What's, what was better for the Celtics last night? Him continuing to jack up shots or trying to the, get into some semblance of offense, which they never did with Kyrie. They did when he's on the bench. Yeah, but they got they Hayward for a layup. They, didn't they got do that. Marcus Morris for a do, runner. They didn't do that with anybody. Even when they did do even that. Even when he was on and the Weber bench. pointed that no, out. even when he was on. That's two plays through a 48-minute 40, game. Yes. Think and about it how out, many, That's how glaring just, it was. Uh, talked about how many horrible shots Marcus Smart launched up. Jason Tatum not being yeah, aggressive. It was contagious. Gordon Hay, uh, Gordon That's what Hay- happens when you play. No, you played a lot of basketball. They got when you, selfish, when the, yes, very when the, when at the guy, a high level, too. When the point guard, the guy with the ball, the guy who's the best player out there is launching up dumb shots, when you get the ball, you know what you do? You say, I'm going to take mine now. That selfishness was contagious. And you know what else they knew? They knew it was hopeless. If, if Kyrie wasn't focused on winning, first and foremost, they knew they had no shot. Wouldn't you agree early on? Yes, yes. They yes, had no yeah, shot. Yep. They knew it. Yep. Because this guy, this diva, 
decided the most important thing was to try to score 30 or 35? Well, no, he's probably thinking in his mind, I got to carry this dead weight, so I got to score as much as I can. Shots weren't falling, but you guess think what? he thinks Horford's dead weight? Uh, I'm not, I don't know or about Marcus Horford. Smart or I, Jason I Tatum he, or Jalen Brown. I think, yeah, I think he thinks that some of them are not, I think he thinks that some of those players are not very good, that they're overrated. You think he's right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Looking at Jason Tatum, listen. He had a bad year. He, had a, what, I mean, he didn't make the leap from year one to year two. That is right. fair. The only, I think Jalen Brown has made a little bit of a leap. He's a good player, but he's not a player. He's a role player. But I, I think Weber summed it up, Jerry. The, the, the offense last night, they knew if you threw the ball to Kyrie Irving, you were not getting that ball back. You, f- you think they knew that? I think Chris Webber pointed it out. Chris Webber talked about the offense. No, he said that that that's the way the whole offense was. Everybody out on the court. He had some easy looks. Runners right, he in the was lane, shots. Fade away. What was it he the was second tight, quarter he when he nervous. went three for four or something like that? At where the he end had of the little, second quarter, he had final a little three run. minutes. That was yeah. it. That's yeah, the one. And you knew flash what, when that happened, it was going to get worse because he was going to say, "See, I could do it. I could score thirty, and he's going to start launching again." It got worse because the defense sucked in the when you made a huge run at the end of the half. That's what you do when you're the alpha dog and you're the best. player. No, here's what happens: if your alpha dog, if your best player is not focused on winning first and foremost. You are screwed. All the guys you listed earlier, Bird, Magic, Jordan. What, 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 you know, what, what uh, believes uh, you? What, uh, Giannis. What, believe, what leads you to believe he wasn't focused on winning? He never said anything about not winning. You don't think he wanted to win? He was not focused on winning last why? night. He was focused on saving face and, what and exa- showing that he what was done with these teammates. Done. What, what? Because shot, he felt like it was Shot hopeless. selection. Shot selection. Terrible, terrible pass to Al Horford. Lack of defense. When Kyrie Irving is at his best... He is one of the best players in the NBA, exploding to the basket, knocking down three-pointers, setting up his teammates. But what comes with that? Kyrie Irving was never comfortable this year in his role with the Celtics, and it poured out into all different types of their play. And then when it got to the playoffs, not only did Kyrie lay an egg the last four games against Milwaukee, but his coach seemed overmatched, and the rest of the team also never stepped up to rise to the occasion either. So there was a lot of problems with the Boston Celtics, and Kyrie was at the center of them. Now, here's what's interesting. Kyrie Irving, with all of the drama surrounding him this year, has he become the reason that some people dislike the modern athlete? Here's 105.7 The Fan in Baltimore and the Big Bad Morning Show. Kyrie Irving seemed to be very, very nonchalant last night in the post-game press conference. After his team, the Boston Celtics were eliminated from the playoffs from the, by the hands of the Milwaukee Bucks. That series was four games to one. Giannis was just too much, 20 points, eight rebounds, eight assists, 116-91. to 91. And to me, it seems like Kyrie Irvin, Jerry, has become that nonchalant. He's the face of why people are becoming disconnected with pro athletes. He shows no emotion in losing. Um, I, I've been really turned off by the 2018-19 version of Kyrie Irving. And I'm a guy who liked him at mm-hmm. one point. But I've really been turned off by him this year. He's shown me, yeah, I'm turned off by him. Yeah, I think a lot of people feel that way about him. All he did is complain and miss shots. I mean, they won the opener of this series. And I remember... A lot of people laying into Giannis over the fact saying, okay, we're not going to make any adjustments. They sort of got blown out in that opening game of this series. Mm -hmm. 
And he said, we're not going to make any adjustments. Guess what? They didn't. They won four straight. Kyrie last night missed 16 of 21 shots. And we just heard from him after the game. His last game as a Boston Celtic. You, you, you sure about that? I'm almost positive. There's no way they How much can you bring him back. Oh, I'll well, go ahead. Name I don't the bet. Want, I don't he he I don't ain't coming back. I don't want to bet. I'm almost positive. He's not coming back. And if the Knicks want him, go for it. I wouldn't want him on my team. He seems to be a guy who seems to be disenchanted with almost everything that goes on in his life, whether it be on the court or trying to figure out if the earth is round or flat. <laughs> I thought he determined it was flat. He did, according to him. But he also couldn't make a shot during this series. His jumper was flat, too. One of the main reasons that the Celtics went down in flames four straight, even though it looked like they were going to make a series out of it after the opening game. But he's the guy under the microscope right now, and I just don't see him playing for the Celtics ever again. Some hey. people think there was a theory here that he tried to uh, sabotage his ending here with Boston. That'll so be when dumb. he does leave, that'll be dumb. Absolutely ludicrous. That'd be dumb. You set the bar real low so that when you leave, they can go beyond this and make you look real bad. And I, you know me, I, I defended Kyrie. I, I can't defend him anymore. No, I know. It's it's kind of hard because I agree with Jerry. I, you, he just looks unhappy. Yeah. Like, he just, and again, he's one of these guys, and I don't know, I don't judge people. I don't know what goes on. I don't know if he's got some kind of problems in his life or, but you seem, you play professional basketball. Like, you should be the happiest man on earth. You got, you make a bazillion dollars, you play a kid's game, um, and he just looks like he just doesn't want to do it. Like, it's, you would think he was digging a ditch. <laughs> Seriously, it's like, this is labor for him somehow. Look, I think you could blame Kyrie for a lot of the problems with the Celtics. I got a little bit of a tough time saying Kyrie is the reason people don't like the modern athlete. I think Kyrie is just to himself, and he's in his own head, and he's emotional, and he's sensitive, and he's arrogant, and he's all of these things. But I don't think that the problems you see with Kyrie Irving are, by and large, what most modern athletes deal with. I think Kyrie is just a weird duck to himself, and... He wants to insist that he's great, but he just isn't as great as he insists that he is. In Cleveland, they once upon a time had Kyrie Irving not too long ago, and they had LeBron. Now they're out of the playoffs, one of the worst teams in the NBA. Let's listen into the Ken Carmen show because the guys at 92.3, the fan in Cleveland, asked this question. If you could, would you take back LeBron and Kyrie right now? I know it's not happening. And Ken knows it's not happening. I understand But that we're too. talking psychologically and philosophically. Yes. Would you take Kyrie and LeBron back tomorrow for the Cavs, for the 2019-2020 Cavs? Sean says, bah, ha, 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 ha. That's just what he wrote. Ask Boston <laughs> how they feel about Kyrie's regular season numbers right now, Tone. Your logic is pre-kindergarten no, for this. It's, it's that obviously. Answer this man, Anthony. Kyrie couldn't carry the team. So now the question is. If you had him with LeBron, what would happen? Well, I don't know. They won a they won a championship, went to three straight NBA finals together. What's Jim. the time frame here, real quick? What's the time frame? Are they here for one year contracts or are they signing a four year deal? Uh, we just assume the rest of their careers, right? Yeah. Well, well don't make any well, we, we, we assume the rest of LeBron's career <laughs> the last time he came back. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he's thirty five now. Where's he going to go? Fool me three times, shame on me. Yeah. Can't so, fool the fool. Uh, uh, by the way, Jim says. 
Wow, your partner has his head so far up Irving's. Uh, it's hilarious. Embarrassing. He thrives on challenges. This guy says he's not disappointed after being eliminated by Milwaukee. Yeah, he's really driven. Okay, uh, and, and he'd be the Whoa. second best player on your team, you know, led by LeBron James. <laughs> what, what, I don't understand what is so hard here. <laughs> I, I don't think I'd be willing to do it anymore. I don't wow. think I'd be willing to do it. I've already. You been realize there. we're do, not getting do you in not this get, hypothetical. We're not getting anybody else. It's you, not like Dame Lillard's coming to play for you. You don't. When you made the comparison with the Browns, like you understand, we're just starting. This does feel. I haven't done anything with the Browns yet. There will be a time. Like say the Browns go out and win a Super Bowl mm-hmm. in two years. Say twenty twenty, the Browns win the Super Bowl. We do Super Bowl, Super Browns, the whole shebang. They win that. And then after that, they don't get back there. Immediately, there will be people thinking about the next big thing, the next big thing for the Browns. That, that's Just true. like they do with the they Cavs. Do. They're doing right now with the Cavs, and they'll go, hey, that was really great, but I've moved on. I don't really want to open that all back I up I mean, again. are there Packers fans saying, I'm done with the drama. Uh, we'd just rather draft another quarterback. Actually, there have been. Rogers. Last year, there were, yes, ones who called me up on Sunday night. I swear to God, if I'm lying, I'm dying here. I swear to you. And that's silly. While he can, can still play, was, that's silly. I, I understand. It was an emotional thing. And we are talking about people's emotions here. And I know LeBron can still play, and obviously I know Kyrie can still play. But I think people look at these things and they see, you know, it was a great championship in 2016, had a lot of fun. But I see where the Lakers are at, and I see where the Celtics are at, and both thought that they were getting the best pieces and that the Cavaliers were going to suck. And here I am sitting maybe in the catbird seat, We'll, we'll see what, what happens in the in the NBA draft lottery. And I don't know if a lot of people wanted to go back to something like that, especially with LeBron at 35 and now with a groin injury. And Kyrie, who's uh, injured a lot, and now who basically seems like he doesn't care whether his team lives or dies in the NBA playoffs, which you can never... Yeah, there's a couple. I know the elbow game. But you couldn't really put a whole lot towards that, towards LeBron. I mean, how could you not? You'll never have LeBron James on your roster ever again. You'll never have a player of that caliber ever again. You just never will. And he'll never come back via free agency like LeBron did because LeBron was from that area. He had a connection to that area. Without that, LeBron would never have signed as a free agent. The odds are that the Cleveland Cavaliers will never come close to having a player of the caliber of LeBron James because he's one of the five or three or best player ever in NBA history. That doesn't come around twice in your lifetime unless you're the Los Angeles Lakers or something. So, yeah, you got to buy in right now if you can bring LeBron and Kyrie back because then automatically you're once again a title contender. And right now you're a lottery team. Now in game five... The Warriors still came out on top. But it seems as though Kevin Durant's not going to play in Houston for game number six. How does this alter the series? Let's start in Houston. Are Rockets fans happy because KD got injured? Here's Mad Radio on Sports Radio 610 in Houston. If they lose this series, this is something that's going to go down in history. And people may look at the Daryl Morey era and basically say, 
yeah, it was a failure because you can tell me about the Miami Heat and LeBron and the Cavs and the Warriors and the Spurs, but when you had the opportunity, when Kevin Durant went down, even though, yeah, on paper they might have more talent, this was your opportunity and you failed to seize the moment. And not just Daryl Morey, the Morey-James Harden era would be a failure because of this missed opportunity with no Kevin Durant. It'll be the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Okay. We'll be the Phoenix Suns. We'll be the Utah Jazz. So I was going to say, like, okay, you know, Mike, really, I think you're overstating because for the most part, people just don't talk about those teams um but they are their footnotes and side notes in history but and people the, actually and their legacy follows them like no, for mike d'antoni the legacy will follow him yes for sure for mike d'antoni for chris paul for james harden yeah. and people do talk about those teams yeah, like they, yeah. they, they talk about the sacramento kings in 2002 and that is the risk that you're running if you don't take advantage of this right let's uh, uh, but i guess um like because i don't want to shoot that down and yeah that is something they'll talk about but i guess i don't see how that affects how you come out in game six or game seven like i didn't Kevin Durant getting injured, Kevin Durant getting injured at the end of the third quarter was an opportunity. But when injuries like this happen in a game, and particularly when Steph Curry and Clay Thompson almost get ignited because of it, um, I don't look at it as nearly as much of a missed opportunity. If Steph, if you, if that look, if you were playing any of the other teams in the playoffs and they lost their best player, hell yeah, hell yeah. But it's the Warriors in in Golden State in. A, a game where like they they come back at home after losing. Let's let's not forget the fact that they've lost two in a row too. Like I mean, beating the Warriors three in a row, whether you're at home or on the road, is is a hard thing to do. So I don't I don't look at the loss of Kevin Durant in the third quarter as something that all of a sudden you're going to capitalize on and win by ten. Now going into Game Six, it's a huge advantage. It's a gigantic advantage. Clint Capella doesn't become quite as much of a liability. Um, other uh, like you have advantages other way. Uh, Elsewhere, you can focus a little bit on Steph Curry and keep him shooting 25% from three. Uh, like, all those things become a lot more attainable. So I feel very excited about game. If they go out in game six and lay an egg, yeah, then I'm going to be, then I'll, then I'll talk about missed opportunities. They go out and they lay, lay an egg in game six. I'll be thinking that I'm, I'm happy I'm not on the air on Saturday. We'll have a few days to digest that. Man, if you're a Rockets fan and you have not had a championship in 25 years nearly, I think, yeah, you root for Kevin Durant to be injured. You root for him not to be in there. You want an easier path out. Look, beating the Warriors without Kevin Durant is still beating the Warriors that won a championship without him and went to another NBA Finals after 73 wins. There is no apologies needed if you end up beating this Warriors team who do not have KD. I wouldn't look at it that way at all. If I was a Rockets fan, but now without Kevin Durant, I mean, how vulnerable does this make the Warriors? How close are they to being toppled? Let's go to the Bay Area. Joe Lowe and Dibs, 95-7 the game in San Francisco. There's nothing left in the tank for these guys. Nothing. Are we sure Draymond won't pick up another tech and foul out? Are we sure Clay Thompson will run hot yet again? Clay Thompson had the biggest game of the playoffs last night. Does he have that in him again? Great start for Clay, and I, I think that if you look at a 48-minute effort, anything's possible. So you go to Houston and you realize you're the most significant underdog you've ever been under Steve Kerr, and you know that you've got a game to, to sort of play with. So I don't think that you're playing with any real pressure in Game 6, and plus, with the early diagnosis being calf strain, for Kevin Durant, it's possible he's able to go for Game 7. We don't yet know. Today there's an MRI to determine the severity of the injury. I know he was seen limping after the game yesterday. You don't yet know whether or not he'll be in or out for Game 7, but I think from an energy standpoint, this Warrior team will have enough in Game 6 to compete. 
I'm not predicting a, an outright victory, but I don't think that they're going to get blasted off the floor. And who's the pressure? The, the pressure was everyone said was going to be on the Warriors last night. Okay, they 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 were able to answer. Now the Rockets got the pressure. Everyone thought. I mean, the, if, last night you talked about that was the best game as a Warrior. You got to see Joe and Witness because of the fact in the way in which they were able. The Rockets went up. The Rockets were up by one. He's got a high as high as two. The Warriors how they're able to battle for a whole quarter. Didn't have and and that was the opportune time. You saw Gordon look over at look at KD when he's hurt. The the team, their team got excited, said their guy, their king is out. We got this. The Warriors nutted up, tightened up, and said, Let's go. Let's go play. We're not gonna run. Guys, Steph took it over took over the game. He started making shots. The focus, the attention, the details, everyone started playing a lot better. When you just go name guys and say, Okay, Steph. Can Steph and, and, and can Steph cancel out Harden? Yeah, is Steph capable? If Steph's on, if Steph's on a heater, Steph can score just like Harden. Clay Thompson can get on a heater, but we haven't seen the consistency. I get that part of it, but this this game in Houston, you look at it and you're saying, absolutely, I'm with you. If, if the game is going awry, you absolutely limit your guys. You go with the more rotation. And even if it's not, you stay with that rotation. Uh, you, you go ahead and rotate guys because you want to, you understand what you're dealing with going for game seven. But now you got a team out there in Houston that's got to be looking and saying, man, we had a chance to go up. You don't think out of the, out of this whole series, this, it, it's been back and forth. The home team's winning. You don't think last night out of this whole series for a team to steal a game last night wasn't the best opportunity for the Rockets? That was the best. That was you could if someone said one guy on the Warriors is getting hurt and you said I got Katie without Katie and you're going into a one quarter and you're up by one and you're playing against the Warriors and your best player is not going to be able to play. You mean to tell me everyone and their mom wouldn't have betted the Rockets for that quarter? They got beat. We saw this last year. You say the pressure's on the Rockets. It's not. It's on the Warriors. It was the same thing last year. What happened when the Warriors went down three games to two and Paul got hurt? We came in here and we said the series was over. There's no way the Rockets could win. Same situation reversed. Everyone's telling me it's going to be the Warriors. I hope you're right, but I'm not hearing any reason why I should believe that. There's no one on the bench who can play. There's no one who could step in. You just lost the guy who was on a historic path. He led you in scoring for eight straight games. Eight straight games. Only Michael Jordan had averaged more points through the first 10 games of a playoff. 1992, I believe, is when that was. You are taking that production out of the lineup, and you're going to what? I want to believe. I think, I'm just not I, think being sold. I think Livingston played a little bit better last night. I think guys. How many I minutes th- can you can you look to him for in game six and seven? Well, you got to add three or four minutes to all these guys. Drepko played better defense. Drepko got rebounds. Looney did a great job. I just think you got to, like you're saying, you got to go to, you have to go to those other guys, which you're laying out. You have to. Tell me who's going to get it done. I, I'm just going based on what I've been watching. I would like to project things are going to be different. Well, what we saw last night was even without Kevin Durant, the Warriors still can summon something internally to get them over the hump. And Klay Thompson hitting shots and Steph hitting shots and Draymond a huge three-pointer and some rebounding. Kevin Looney coming down with the boards. They still have grit. They still have that experience. They still have that muscle memory. So the Warriors can't be counted out by any stretch of the imagination just because they don't have Kevin Durant. It certainly makes things harder. It certainly levels the playing field and makes the Rockets far more formidable or whoever they play in the NBA Finals far more formidable. But you can't say that the Warriors automatically are toast without Kevin Durant. But knowing how many deep playoff runs they've made over the last five years 
and now seeing them be punched in the mouth by the Houston Rockets and lose KD and know that Steph's not 100% and knowing that Klay Thompson's going to hit free agency and something's going to happen with Draymond Green and Bob Myers might end up leaving as the GM. All of these things have to factor into how long can the Warriors stave off the Grim Reaper in this postseason, especially if Kevin Durant is not on the floor. So finally, let's look at it this way. Can the Warriors change on the fly from a team that was built around Kevin Durant's effervescent shooting and scoring to a team that has to go back to the pre-KD days? Here's the guys on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas on G-Bag Nation. Huge development in the West Semis last night. Is the Warriors dynasty now drawing to a close? Even though they win 104-99, Kevin Durant is out. And everybody's saying so far today that he has avoided an Achilles injury that would be devastating for not only this year and next, but it's enough that he won't play in game six or seven. At At this point, I'd be surprised if it comes out he would play in either game. And I've, I I am surprised how many people I've heard, how many analysts, former coaches, insiders are saying, oh yeah, even though Houston's down 3-2, this is now their series to lose because the Warriors have become so KD dependent and because his salary has prevented them from hanging on to the kind of role players that allowed Steph, Draymond, and Clay to be the best team in the NBA four years ago. There's just a totally different roster now, and those three guys together aren't going to be nearly enough without KD. I was surprised when Houston took the lead without Kevin Durant, they were able to beat him. Like, it was a pretty much a tie game. Durant goes out, they're up by Durant hits a shot, they're up by three. Houston immediately takes the lead, and I thought, wow, this is it. This is this is going to be Houston winning this game. This is going to be Houston going back and winning the series because Durant is out. And then the Golden State Warriors immediately played like – it's amazing how quick they can do it. They immediately played like the Golden State Warriors without Kevin Durant and went to like everybody's going to share the ball. Everybody has to play their role. And then you saw Steph Curry go off and you saw Draymond Green hit a three. And I know Draymond, you can't rely on him hitting threes, but everybody literally – started playing the Steph perfect became role. became assertive. They, yeah, they, they all started playing the role that we saw them play three years ago before yeah. Durant showed up. So do you think they're going to do it again? Or do you think, you, I think Houston's Houston, going to win game six? That's what I believe. I think yeah. Houston's going to win game six, and it'll come down to game seven, and, and can you beat them there? I think so. I think without Kevin Durant, I think Houston can do it. I don't want them to do it. I, I'm kind of... Yeah. The the I don't really like watching Houston play. This is what I've kind of found out throughout this. It's not like I'm a huge Golden State fan and want them to win the championship again, but I just can't stand watching Chris Paul and James Harden uh play basketball the way they do. And they're both awesome. They're both Hall, Hall of Famers. It's kind of like my Kobe Bryant hate. Look, I hate him. I know he's one of the greatest players of all time. Doesn't mean I can't hate the guy. <laughs> yeah, uh I, I don't I don't mind watching uh them necessarily. Their playing style kind of grates on me a little bit, but I think right now for Houston, for Denver, may uh, maybe if Portland can win tonight, now they're dreaming. What are the seventy sixers thinking? You know, holy cow, if we can win two games in advance, then we get to play Milwaukee and who in the West Finals? I mean this this opens up everything. Even if the Warriors win these the, these one yeah. of these next two games, 
Like it's it's game on now for the Larry O'Brien trophy, I think, if you're still in this thing. I was not surprised that after Durant got hurt, and this is because I this is why I hate Golden State, because I assume they can win without Kevin Durant. That's why I hate him. They can lose the best player in the league, and I think they I think they're still the best team in the league. So I wasn't surprised that they beat Houston down the stretch once Durant got hurt. They just immediately flipped into what they used to be. Like, hey, we're just going to move the ball until somebody has an open three, and then we're going to bury it, and we're going to beat Houston, and and it worked. They still got 22 from Kevin Durant before he went down. You know, Right, but they were losing, and they had no Kevin Durant, and then they won from there. Yeah, and they they were up 20 earlier in the game, and they came— With KD. Yes. Right, and then without—but without him, once they lost him, they won the game. I mean, again, this team did it without KD once upon a time, and I think they can get there again. They've got really smart players, and Draymond Green starting fast breaks, and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson as excellent passers and elite shooters. They'll move and cut and hustle their way to shots, and perhaps the offense even runs a bit smoother than it does with Kevin Durant. The difference is... Now they are once again totally reliant on outside shooting and on nights where the outside shooting goes away, what happens? Because we have seen slumps for Steph. We have seen slumps for Klay Thompson. We have seen this regular season where Draymond wasn't Draymond. So it definitely brings into focus that there is a different challenge that lies ahead if the Golden State Warriors are indeed without Kevin Durant. But immediately eliminating them in your mind or thinking that they are cooked without him, don't put the cart before the horse. The NBA playoffs, they are the gift that keeps on giving. Back inside more because the Sixers tonight have to try to stave off elimination against the Toronto Raptors in a game number six in Philadelphia. We'll discuss that tomorrow on another episode of Around the Dial. We'll see you then, everyone. Thanks for listening to Around the Dial. Subscribe now for the best daily recap in sports talk on Radio.com or the Radio.com app. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.